Well, welcome back to this week's episode of BC Buckets Podcast. I'm your host, Bobby Beach Patterson, and as always, joined by Edmonds basketball coach of the 2021 2022 GPAC champions, Coach Marks Figuera. Coach, is that sunk in yet? What does that feel like? Well, I don't know that it, it does right away. You know, in the initial aftermath of the game Saturday, it certainly did. And, you know, the re- reality is we've, we've got some work to do here still this week. But, uh, you know, really proud of the guys, you know, putting ourselves in this position. Um, had a tough weekend, you know, with a back-to-back. That's something we don't generally do in, in conference play. And, you know, I, I felt good about it, but never sure how you're going to respond in those situations. And so come out of that 2-0, and obviously, is best-case scenario and um, big win over Jamestown in a, in a really good game. And so, you know, I'm, I'm really proud of our guys. And, you know, I think they know it's a huge accomplishment, and it certainly is. But at the same time, you know, now we have a chance to, to go win the thing outright this week, and that's, that's the goal now. You know, it's like you, you kind of achieve one goal and you want to move on to the next one. And so that's that's the that's the plan. That's the goal this week. We need to we need to go win a game this week and, and we can be outright champions. Yeah, and we'll dive into that here in a little bit. Let's let's back up though three games actually here this last week and last Monday. Uh, traveled down to uh, Peru State, had a, had a game against them, came out uh, with a loss, 71-57, and, and kind of a game that you watch and go, okay, well, Peru State record might not indicate it, but uh, physical, long, athletic team can really beat you off the bounce. They crashed the, the offensive rebounds uh, extremely hard. And, and kind of one of those games, Coach, I mean, right away, came out, got hit in the mouth a little bit, maybe didn't respond the quickest or in the way that you would have liked. Uh, got out-rebounded uh, by a team, but got to give a lot of credit to Peru State. I mean, played well. I thought defensively very locked in, communicated well, I thought. And, yeah, just one of those games didn't seem like uh, we kind of had it from the, from the get-go. Yeah, and that's, uh, you know, it was disappointing. And, it, and it's, not, it's not necessarily the loss that's disappointing. And, you know, you know I, I hate to lose, but it was just I didn't think what we needed to – I don't think we did what we needed to do to compete at a high level. And some of the things that have, have made us really good this year, I don't think we did those things consistently enough to, to give ourselves a great chance in that game. And, you know, you look offensively, we were pretty stagnant. The ball wasn't moving. We were settling for some tough shots. And, you know, there was times we're getting in the shot clock situations, you know, eight, nine seconds left. And it's like we hadn't felt like we hadn't done anything the whole possession. We had no ball screens, no two-man actions, no nothing. We're just kind of passing it around. And, and that's really easy to guard because we're not a break-you-down one-on-one team. You know, we can get into those situations where we're pretty good, but it's always after – some kind of other action. And, and so we didn't do a very good job of that. And then defensively, I just thought we were a step slow. Um, you know, when, when we're at our best, we're scrambling around and, you know, we're making plays and we really didn't do that. And obviously we didn't rebound very well at all. In fact, one of our worst performances of the year, um, you know, so that was disappointing too, you know, but on the flip side, you do have to give Bruce State credit. And we knew going in there, they were way better than their record. Um, I think, the most recent stuff, they had the number one strength of schedule in the country. So they, they played a really good schedule. And, you know, when you do that, you're going to lose some games. And, 
you know, they, they beat some really good teams. They played some other really good teams tough and they had our number Monday night and, and they whooped us. And that was, uh, you know, in a way, I don't want to say a wake up call because, you know, we've been playing really good. I think what it was, was just a kind of a quick refresh reminder that you got to bring it every night and it doesn't matter, you know, conference, non-conference proves a good team, a good program that has had a lot of success over the last few years. And when you go on the road, you got to be ready to go. We weren't. And so we got beat. And, uh, you know, there's no really better way to put that um, other than that. And, and But like I said, I do think it kind of gave us a not-so-subtle reminder that this time of year, you, you better be ready to go because everybody is playing for something, whether it's, you know, Peru's trying to get a couple wins late in the year to position themselves the best they can. Or in a GPAC game now, everybody's – every game means something here this last week or, you know, to take it back a week. The last two weeks, every everything was on the table still. And so, you know, yep, took the loss. And, you know, it's just like the next day it's like, well, we got to kind of just forget about it and move on because we, we've got bigger things ahead of us here. So I was happy with how the guys responded. We came back, uh, took a day off after, and then – had two pretty good practices as we got ready for the weekend. Yeah, and bounce back is what they did here, Coach. You know, look at it. Uh, not very often, hardly ever, is there going to be a, a back-to-back night in the GPAC. But uh, this last Friday, Saturday, we had that. Uh, fortunate enough for us that both games were in the Newman Flanagan Center. Let's start with Friday night. Uh, play the Hastings team that's kind of had uh, some struggles, been up and down here a little bit. But, I mean, their guard play, especially Carson Gamsbaum. I know Deshaun Walker's a guy who's definitely capable of scoring. So, had some threats there. And you look at it, guys jumped out right away, shot the ball extremely well in the first half. And you look at halftime, it's 44-20. We held a team. Uh, I know you're big on analytics, but, I mean, points per possession in the first half, besides the floor moving the ball, the rhythm the guys had, the pace that they were playing with, and the way they shot it. I mean, couldn't ask for a better start there to open up the weekend, especially in that first half against Hastings. Yeah. And, you know, if you go all the way back to the very start of the game, we could have started better. You know, I think it was three possessions. We were down 7 nothing. Uh, we went three and out on our end, and, and they scored three straight, and we called a quick timeout. And I basically told the five on the floor to, to figure it out. Um, that's the short of it. But, uh, you know, after that, we went on a 28-2 to two run. And, you know, at that point – you never want to say the game was over, but I thought we kind of imposed our will. Um, we started doing the things that, that we do that we're good at. And from there, you know, they scored 13 points over the next, I think it was 33 possessions. And talk about efficient defense, that's pretty efficient. And we were able to turn them over a little bit. And, and you mentioned, you know, Carson Gansbaum, Deshaun Walker, both guys capable of scoring a lot of points. And you know, our, our, our plan was we wanted to make things tough on them. We did not want those two to feel comfortable because we felt like those are the two guys who can really beat you if they get it going. And guys did a good job. I think, you know, Walker struggled. Ganzabon hit some shots. But, uh, you know, we did a good job all in all defensively. And then on the flip side, we got the ball moving. We got some great shots. We got out in transition and got some easy buckets. And, uh, you know, it's always a challenge when you go into halftime with a lead like that, um, you want to sustain that same intensity. You want to, 
you know, put your foot on the gas pedal. You don't want to let them get back into the game or think they can get back into the game. And, you know, we immediately extended the lead up to 29. Uh, we did let them kind of creep back into the mid to upper teens there a few different times. But, um, you know, we also felt like we were in complete control. And so with a back-to-back, we ran some lineups. We haven't played together a lot. Uh, we played more guys. Uh, we played our bench more minutes than we normally would. And, and, and I was really happy to see, you know, some of those guys respond and step up and, and contribute some good minutes for us. Um, you know, Carson Kruger played good minutes. Tyrus Eichscheid played some good minutes. Um, you know, and those guys aren't necessarily regular rotation guys, but they're guys that we trust to put in and, and go do their job. And, and that's what they did. And so, you know, final score, I think we ended up winning by 22. And, you know, that we wanted to go in and take care of business. And, you know, we talked last week, Hastings has struggled a little bit. They're a capable team, but I, I think we felt like if we could get a start, strong start and build a lead, that, that we could control that game. And, and we did that. So, you know, you can't, you can't sweep a weekend back-to-back if you don't get the first one. And so, you know, being able to do that and not have to extend our guys, um, particularly some of our starters that we normally run big minutes, uh, we didn't have to extend their minutes too far. So that, that was good for us to keep us as fresh as possible as we got ready for Saturday. Right, yeah, and then defensively, uh, obviously a great game. Held them to 53 points total and only shot 32% from the field. And, yeah, I mean, you you just look at the box score. I know just a box score, and there's a lot of other things that you don't see uh, in a box score that come out in the game. But uh, 12 of the 14 guys who played and touched the floor uh, scored for you, and the highest score uh, was 11. So you got 11, 9, a couple at 8, and 7. I mean, so just a, a very well-balanced attack offensively there. So – uh, like you said, had a couple different rotations. It had to be nice to get some guys in the game. And um, but then you, you look at the numbers too defensively, hold the team to 53 points, 32% scoring or shooting, I should say. Got to be overly happy with that going into the weekend. Yeah. It, and, you know, it's funny you bring up the box score. Nick Nelson texts Coach Forbes and I on, on Saturday morning and just said, this is one of the wildest box scores I've ever seen. You know, so many guys between four and 11 points and, you know, that's all year been the strength of our team that we are balanced. I think we took it to a real extreme on, on Friday night with that. But, uh, you know, seeing some other guys come in and, and get a couple buckets here and there was, was good for us. And, you know, we, we have guys that we have the utmost confidence in to throw them in there. Um, and, you know, the expectation is you're going to do your job and, and produce and, I thought we got that from a lot of guys on Friday. So that, that was really encouraging, especially at this point in the year, to, to see guys come off the bench and, and be able to go in. And, you know, we really didn't miss a beat uh, when we did that. So that, that's always encouraging to see. Yeah, and then you – so big win there, 75-53 against Hastings on Friday. And then you turn to Saturday's game – uh, hosting a Jamestown team who at the beginning of the year, a lot of people um, kind of familiar with the GPAC and uh, quite a few coaches, correct me if I'm wrong, that have tabbed them to kind of be the preseason favorites to win the conference. A uh, little bit of a rocky uh, couple of weeks there for them. They were slowly creeping their back, uh, their way back into that top three spot coming in. So one of those teams that, and you know, coach, we, we talk and you look at how quick of a start offensively we might've had there against Hastings Friday, but 60% from the field uh, in that first half, 50% from the three-point line. I mean, 
can't really ask for much more out of the guys that started the game out on Saturday on the offensive side. I tell you what, that, that first nine, nine and a half minutes was pretty wild. You know, I looked up, I think there's maybe 10 and a half, 10, 20 left in the first half, and it was 27 to 27 already. And, you know, both teams just hitting shots, moving the ball. And it's like, uh, you know, you've heard me say this, when, 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 you're, when you watch a heavyweight title fight, you know, you don't normally win that fight with an early knockout punch. You win that by the cumulative effect of jabs and, you know, mixing it up and keeping your opponent guessing and those things. I tell you what, both teams were throwing knockout punches that whole first 10 minutes. And, uh, you know, I, I thought we had a couple defensive miscues that gave them some pretty easy looks that we were frustrated with. Um, but offensively, we really had the ball popping. We were getting really good shots. And, you know, from that point, it's 27-27. I think they went up seven. And then we made a big run, ended up – we were up six at half. And, you know, the stats were just stupid. You know, I mean, the offensive efficiency on both sides was was pretty incredible um, at the halftime mark. And, you know, sometimes you think about little plays – that spark a run or, you know, spark a, a change in a game. And we were already up, but right before half, they took a shot. We got a rebound. Kyle Borhead gets a dunk with like a second left on the clock in the first half. And, you know, Flanagan Center's electric at that point. And, you know, I, our guys were jacked up about it, but I also overheard like three or four guys going into halftime like, hey, it's just a half, not over yet. Got to be better in the second half. But that play, I just thought it gave us a lot of momentum. And, you know, the second half, we, we really controlled the whole thing. You know, it was back and forth a little bit. We were ahead the entire time. And I think it was with about 10 and a half minutes left, we were ahead 62 to 59. And until the last possession of the game, they only scored two points over the next 10 minutes. And something like, 18 possessions they scored two points and that's that's incredible you know we we played really good defense we turned them over now they missed some shots too you know they missed a couple open shots even but man guys were really good really flying around really locked in defensively and some of the things I mentioned we had some mishaps early on that we thought cost us some points I thought we really cleaned those up we cleaned up our ball screen execution on the defensive side. And I thought that made a huge difference. You know, holding, holding Mason Walters to 17 points is, is no easy task. Um, so I thought our, our guys did a good job. One, not giving him threes. He's been shooting the ball really, really well from three. And so not giving him rhythm threes was huge. But then, you know, Kyle Borges, Clinton Bossa, those two guys, they, I mean, you got to be relentless fighting with him in the post because he's such a load to deal with. Um, but just across the board, we had a great defensive effort and, you know, pulled away there, there late and, you know, was able to, you know, get the five seniors on the court there late in the game on senior day. I think that's a special thing. And, um, you know, obviously, you know, we knew going into the game, if we win, we're going to, we're going to clinch a share of the conference title. And, you know, there's no real, motivational rah-rah speeches at that point you know what you need to do let's go do it and you know guys really did and and so 
you know, we were, we were fortunate. We were able to, you know, cut the nets down and the conference commissioner was there with the trophy and got to do all that. And that's, even if, even if you only clinch a share, that's a big deal to me. Um, that's, that's something special that there's a lot of college basketball players that never win even a share of a conference title. And so told the guys, we're going to go celebrate this and you deserve this and go enjoy it. So really happy for them, really proud of them. And um, it was a great weekend. Yeah, and I wanted to touch on two guys, and you already brought them up, but, I mean, Quentin and Kyle just on Saturday alone on the defensive end. I mean, it's no easy task to hold Mason Walters uh, just to 17 points and seven rebounds. I mean, that is, that's a feat in itself. But, I mean, you turn to the other end. I mean, Quentin Vasa, 18 points on the offensive side, and then Kyle came around with his own double-double of his own with 13 points, 10 rebounds. So what does it do for your, your team when you got those two guys who are so interchangeable, especially in the type of offense uh, that we run? Uh, obviously, you're going to get them uh, playing well in defensive end, but when they can contribute on the offensive end like that, that just opens up, and that's just a completely different element uh, to, the, to the team and what can happen that on any given night. Yeah, it's, you know – they're, they give the two of them together give us good size, which is something we haven't had at the four or five like that in frankly a long time. You know, early in my time as an assistant, and I've been here for 11 years. But, uh, you know, neither of those guys is what you would call a traditional post player. Um, you know, Q plays on the perimeter a lot, Q can shoot it, Q's a phenomenal passer with great feel for the game. Kyle can do a lot of things. Kyle's good around the basket. Kyle's a good ball screen player, you know, but he's not a old school, just going to sit and post on you and back you down. He's going to use his quickness. Um, he's going to use his athleticism to, to make his moves and score his points, you know, but being able to just interchange those guys inside, outside, run ball screens with both of them, can post both of them. It just gives us a lot of options. And, you know, Kyle, Kyle had an unbelievable start to the year for us. And, you know, you look his – over the last few games, maybe you could say his, his scoring's down. But you got to understand how much attention he draws from other teams now too and what that does for other guys and opens up so much – so many other options because maybe they're not doubling him, but they're sinking guys to clog the paint. And um, he's – he's done a really good job of, of getting better at that where early in the year he would force some shots and now, you know, he's going to make a move and if it's not there, he kicks it out and we can keep playing. And those kickouts sometimes that's the best thing that happens for us because you get a defense worried about him. We kick out, they have to re-spread back out, try to guard scramble. And, and we're pretty good when we get defenses scrambling, you know, so those two guys offensively just give us a lot of options. And, and on the defensive side, you know, just having a little more size on the floor makes us a better rebounding team. And they're both athletic enough that we can be versatile. We can switch things if we need to. We don't have to if we don't need to. Um, but, yeah, they, they play great games. And, you know, on, I was happy for Q on senior day. You know, he had 18 points, made five threes, really got it going from the three-point line. And, you know, it's, it's a special thing to win on senior day. And, uh you know, so I was happy for all those guys. We were able to recognize eight seniors, five players, and, and three student coaches on Saturday. So there's my weekly shout-out. It's, it's to our seniors because they, they deserve that. And, um, 
to do that and win a share of the conference title on senior day just doesn't happen very often. Yeah, and, and that Saturday in the Flanagan Center is going to be something. Obviously, those seniors and their family members are going to remember for a long time. But, I mean, just anyone who's had association with Briarcliff men's basketball, I mean, uh, just sitting there, uh, just seeing all the updates and everything, didn't have a chance to watch the entire thing. But, I mean, just the amount of pride that I was feeling and that you guys were able to get it done and everything. So, I know just a, an awesome monumentum day there. So, a huge 78-64 win against Jamestown Saturday. And then now we turn our attention to this week, Coach. I mean, last week of regular season GPAC basketball, it's already crazy that this is the last regular season week, uh, but it's finally upon us. Got two games here Wednesday and Friday. But, yeah, Coach, you look to Wednesday's game here one at a time, uh, going down to Seward, Nebraska, playing on uh, playing against Concordia team, who's number two in the conference right now, uh, one of those teams that's buying uh, potentially uh, have a, clear, or a share uh, of the regular season title. Uh, a really good team. I mean, one through five. I mean, pretty balanced, very athletic, uh, quick, long team. They're going to get after you defensively. One through five, they're pretty balanced scoring. They're going to get after you on the offensive side. I mean, just Coach Limbach is a very fundamentally sound team that he's generally got all the time. I mean, long, athletic, physical. Seems to kind of be the name of the Concordia game. And, yeah, we're taking a team down there Wednesday. And, yeah, I would expect nothing other than a really hard-nosed fought battle again with Concordia. Yeah, I mean, it's 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 funny how it's worked out, you know, with with how schedules and and the standings at certain times have played out. But I I think that this is the fourth time this season that we're going to play a GPAC game where it's at that moment the top two teams in the league per the standings, and you know, <laughs> one. That's great for us because that means we've been right there for a lot of the year. And uh, tell you what, Concordia is really good. Um, they really are. And, and we have we played them on November 11th, maybe, 12th. Um, it was a long, long time ago. It was our GPAC opener. Yeah, 13th, um, November 13th. November 13th. I was off by one. Um, it was a long time ago. And – you know, we won that game. We played really, really well defensively. You know, maybe our best defensive game of the season, maybe. You know, we've had a couple good ones. But uh, Concordia, you know, like you said, they're, they're the only team that could potentially catch us to tie us. It's obviously a big game both ways. You know, we're playing for an outright title. They're playing for this is their shot to potentially tie us. They have to beat, beat us or it's not happening. And so it's going to be a great game. I tell you what, even though they charge for their stream down there, it's going to be worth whatever they charge to watch that game because I think it's going to be really good. I think it's going to be intense. I'm guessing it's going to be a great crowd. But, uh, you know, start with offensively for them, they are elite in transition. They get the ball up the floor incredibly fast. They move the ball well in the half court. They play with a great pace. I think there's a lot of similarities between the two of us with our with our basic offensive philosophy. What we actually do and run is different, but I think a lot of the philosophy of the pace, the spacing, the ball movement is the same. And, and tell you what, they keep a lot of pressure on your defense for entire possessions with, with the ball screens, the drive and kick, the, the just – 
the cuts they make. Um, you know, so it's, it's a game we're going to have to be really dialed in defensively. Um, they're, they're so good offensively that they're just one of those teams, you make a mistake, they're going to take advantage of it. And so it starts with transition. You got you to gotta make them play five on five in the half court. You start giving them easy points. And, and I think that's where they, a lot of games have been able to put teams away or extend leads throughout games because they're so good in transition. And then on the backside of it, they're a really good offensive rebounding team. And so you have to find ways when they do miss shots, um, you got to go make it one and done because you're trying to get two stops in one possession with them is tough. Um, and then on the defensive side, well, it's kind of the same thing. They keep a lot of pressure on you. They're aggressive. They force a lot of turnovers. They're physical on the ball. Um, they're not going to give you a lot of easy shots. You're going to have to really work for those. Um, and, it's, you know, it's just like we'll tell the guys, like, there's a reason they are where they are in the conference standings. It's because they're really good. You know, we're in the last week of the season here. They're, no, nobody's up at the top of the standings by a fluke. And, you know, and I've said this before, too, you know, we can't go into this game thinking, okay, we'll just do exactly what we did when we played them three months ago because it worked and we really guarded them well. You know, they're going to have adjustments to it, and we're going to have to adjust to that. And so I, I'm really excited for it. I think it's going to be a great game. Uh, you know, you, and you said it, Coach Lindback's done such a great job there, um, just really building that program and his time over the last seven, eight years. And, you know, it's easy to be happy for him because he's, he's a great guy. He runs a good program, and they have a lot of good kids. Um, but what more do you want? Last week of the regular season, you got a chance to, to clinch outright against the number two team in the league. Um, so let's be ready to go, guys. Yeah, and so that game Wednesday coming up here, the women's game is going to tip off at 6 with a men's game to follow at 7.45. So, uh, Coach, uh, touch hey, on here. this too, Bobby, that, that women's game is going to be awesome. You know, you look at look at the standings on the women's side. I know us and, and Concordia are both kind of in a mix of three through six right now where a lot of scenarios could play out. So, that, I mean, that's going to be a big game. And, um, you know, that would be a good one to watch too. I mean, that's good basketball, four really good teams playing down there on, on Wednesday night. Yeah, and Coach, you had mentioned it here. I know there's a, a little bit of a fee to, to pay to watch that stream, but uh, you hit it right on the head. I mean, both games I mean all four teams. going to be some some really good basketball there at the 6 and 7.45 games, so definitely going to be worth uh, paying that. So women's game at 6 o'clock, men's game at 7.45 down in Seward, and then uh, quickly, have to turn our attention uh, on Friday, not Saturday, on Friday here, uh, going down to Nebraska again, this time to Creed, playing at Doan. Uh, and this is a Doan team that uh, a lot of people might have been surprised on this year. They bring back a lot of talent, uh, a lot of guys that have been there and played the last three, four years. And I know you uh, got a lot of respect for Coach McKeithen and everything he's done down there. And a Doan team that is very capable on any given night to to beat teams and they've got shooters. They can get after you defensively and some, cause some matchup problems. Yeah, they do. And, and, you know, if you look at our league right now, the only thing for certain is that the field for the conference tournament is set. The top eight is set. The bottom three have been eliminated mathematically. And, you know, Doan's one of those teams. There's just, just, there's just a log jam where, you know, we have three losses in the league. Concordia has five. 
and then th three through eight have seven, eight, or nine losses. And, you know, Doan's right in that mix. And so the point of this is everybody's playing for a lot this week, and everybody's trying to position themselves the best they can where, you know, Doan could win a couple games this week, and, and they might be all the way up into the four or five range of the conference standings where I think they, I think they sit at seven right now. Um, you know, and so everybody's got a lot to play for. You're going to get everybody's best shot. And, you know, a quick turnaround is tough, you know, no doubt. That was supposed to be a Saturday game, and um, there was actually a little bit of a scheduling snafu where the GPAC indoor track and field meet is hosted at Doan that Saturday, and that's a pretty big undertaking, as I understand it, and, and they did not have the manpower to, to handle that and a basketball doubleheader at the same time because both are pretty big deals. Um, you know, so it, it, it worked out. You know, we were able to work with Doan and then with us to, you know, make this work, and it's not necessarily ideal, but, you know, Doan's playing a road game on Wednesday as well, so it's not like they have the, the day off on Wednesday and, you know, we have to play. So, um, you know, like I said last week, we're, we're going to play. Whatever the schedule says, we're going to play. We're going to go play. And we're going to be ready to go. But, uh, yeah, Don't's Don't having a really nice year. Um, you know, they've had some really impressive wins. You know, have wins at Jamestown, at Morningside, beat Concordia last week in a epic defensive struggle. Um, you know, I actually watched the game, and 54-50 is not my ideal basketball game, as you know, but pretty dang fun to watch and, and really entertaining game. But, uh, they're, you know, they run the triangle. They're good at it. They execute it well. Josiah Gardner's been, uh, you know, not even a surprise, but he's new this year for Doan, and, and he's really good, really talented inside as a post player, really athletic. they got some guards who can shoot it. Um, defensively, they've been really good. I think that's been what's probably impressed me most about Doan this year is I think they've had a pretty big turnaround defensively, where last year they struggled a little bit, didn't have a great year. Um and, and now they're, they're one of the better defensive teams in the league. And so on the defensive side for us, guarding the triangle, you know, it's, it's one of those things you can't, you can't make stupid mistakes. Um, you know, we call them WTF plays. We, we don't want any of those um, because they will capitalize. They'll score on a back cut or, you know, hit an open three because you screw up a switch. Um, you know, so, you, again, just like in Cordia, you've got to be really dialed in from start to finish. And then on the offensive end, they're going to make it tough to score. They're going to try to shrink our spacing. They're going to try to collapse into the paint and take away a lot of easy shots. And it's going to come down to you, you just got to really execute your stuff. And, and we're at a point of the year, it doesn't matter who you're playing. Everybody knows everybody so well. Um, you know, they're, I'm going to call a play, and their players are going to know pretty much what's going to happen. And, you know – you still got to go execute it. Um, but that's uh, that, that's going to be a good game. We played a really good game with them up at our place back in early January. I think we ended up winning by eight in a, in a pretty good game, back and forth first half. You know, felt like we controlled a lot of the second half. Um, but that's, you know, we're going to go down there. We're going to take it one at a time, obviously. But, uh, you know, Wednesday's over. We're going to turn our focus quick with, with only one day to prepare. And, uh, you know, quick side note, when you go to Crete, the Crete grocery store is the only place in the GPAC where you can get a good kolache. So I'm going to have to find my way over there at some point on that trip.
And I, I don't give you credit a lot, Coach, but uh, that was one thing that you did uh, steer me in the right well, that, direction that's with. that's stupid on your part. Well, I mean, that's neither here nor there. But, I mean, the, the Kolachi and the, uh, the Crete um, grocery store is definitely like a, a huge thing. Or the Food Mart, yeah. That, uh, yeah, I've never had a Kolachi before. But, yeah, that was a very well-suggested yeah, you, thing. You want, you want to go get yourself a six-pack and maybe two. Yeah, I'll probably have to have you snag me one because, I mean, now that you just said it, I mean, I definitely am, am starting to kind of miss it. It's probably one of the best things about Crete. I mean, I'm not bashing Crete. I haven't been there a whole lot other than in basketball. But, yeah, it's a hidden gem of Crete for sure. Yeah, it's uh, – with a last name like Spaghetti, you know what a Kolachi is. But, yeah, a little bit of a different schedule here this week. Uh, but we'll, first things first, uh, both men and women traveling down to Seward, Nebraska, taking on Concordia. Women's game is going to tip off at 6 with a men's game at 745. And then quick turnaround, instead of a Saturday, this game is going to be on Friday, the 18th of February, going down to Doan, playing at Crete. Uh, women's game will tip off at 6 uh, with a men's game at 745. So Wednesday, Friday this week, not the traditional Wednesday, Saturday. So make uh, make adjustments accordingly. And and like we said, I mean, both games, all all four games between men's and women's program, going to want to tune into those. going to be a great last week to end the regular season here, Coach. So I'm looking forward to it. Like I said, it's a, it's cr so crazy to think about the last week of the regular season, the GPAC's already upon us. But this is the most fun time of the year. And I know uh, coaching is for you guys. I know the guys got to be pretty fired up about it too. So uh, two more games in the regular season to go take care of business and just get this job done. Yeah. And, and I'll tell you what, and I, I said it already, there's, there's a lot of scenarios to play out in the league. It's going to be fun to see how it plays out. You know, the only thing we know for sure is, is we'll, we'll host a home game in the first round. Um, you know, we'll be a top two seed regardless of what happens this week. Um, you know, and obviously that's a great place to be, but, um, you know, you, you got to sit back and you got to remind yourself to enjoy it too, because, uh, you know, the season goes by fast and, and sometimes you get so caught up in the getting ready for the next game or, you know, another practice and all that, that you kind of forget it's pretty dang fun, especially when you're in the mix of things to, uh, you know, just sit back and enjoy these this last week and, and have some fun too. You know, you don't need to, it's, you know, I told the guys on Saturday before the game, it, it's not pressure, it's privilege. You know, when you're in a position, you're going to play big games late in the year. That's a privilege. And that it's not pressure. You certainly want to play well and you need to play hard and execute, but there's a lot of teams that would trade places with us right now. And, and we've been on both sides of that. And it's a heck of a lot more fun on this side. Yeah, couldn't have said it any better myself. So last week of the regular season, Wednesday at Concordia, and then Friday at Doan here to close out the regular season. And then we will get into the GPAC quarterfinals and first round, but we will talk about that next week uh, as we get going here. So uh, with that, we are going to move into our shout-out uh, of the weeks here. And, Coach, you had kind of touched on it uh, here a little bit, your shout-outs. But, uh, yeah, I mean, just what a group of guys and just in the program this year is just unbelievable. Yeah, I, you know, I first I got to give a shout out to our entire team because you know it, it's a team effort to to win a conference championship, and so these guys have been big time, and we have challenged them many many times and in many different ways this year, and they've always responded, and they've always, you know, when we've got beat, they bounce back. They've been incredibly resilient, and so shout out to them. 
particularly shout out to our seniors, uh, senior day, Saturday. Like I said, we were able to, you know, honor the five guys, Jaden Klein-Essling, Kyle Borges, Sammy Green, Quentin Bassa, Carson Kruger, and then three student coaches, Marco Balderas, Tom Hensley, and, and R.J. Harris. You know, so it's great to, you know, give those guys their due. And like I said, to, to go win a conference title on top of it, pretty awesome. So shout out to all those guys. Yeah, and my shout-out this week is going to be uh, for, for the Briarcliff uh, alumni and just everyone who made the Newman Flanagan Center this weekend on Friday, Saturday, such a, a rocking and awesome place. I mean, the pictures don't do it justice. I mean, just being there a few times, seeing it, I mean, there's so much pride uh, with the alumni that are back and everything. So shout-out to the entire Briarcliff family for making this last weekend uh, so special, and especially Saturday, just showing out in full force on senior day and to capture that the clinch of the GPAC title. So uh, just shout-out to, uh, to everyone, uh, and especially those who are tied to the men's basketball program. So that was big time. So shout-out to all you guys. Well, that's going to do it for this week's episode of BC Buckets Podcast. Uh, a special one indeed, recapping last week's uh, three games, uh, talking about the the clinch and the share of the GPAC regular season championship here. So uh, two more games this week to wrap up and close out the regular season of GPAC play. Uh, on Wednesday, the men and women traveling down to Seward, Nebraska, playing Concordia. Women's games at 6, uh, men's game at 745. And then on Friday, that's right, Friday, February 18th, traveling back down to Nebraska, going to Crete this time, playing at Doan, women's game at 6, men's game at 745. So uh, two more opportunities, one at a time here, Coach, to get things done. Once again, I mean, huge congratulations to you, uh, Coach Saban, Coach Forbes, all the guys associated. Uh, it's been awesome getting to watch you guys play this year, but two more games to, to go wrap it up and, and, and get the, the outright title here. So best of luck to you guys this week, and let's go in the regular season on a high note. Sounds good, Bobby. Thanks. Have a good one.